Small Business Show, episode 152, for Thursday, January 4th, 2018. And Happy New Year, folks. This is the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show where you uh, hear all kinds of strange sounds when you least expect it, but also the show by, for, and about small business owners here in snowy Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Hamilton. And in rainy Northern California in Lafayette, this is Shannon Jean, and I am the perpetrator of the noise. My apologies. <laughs> our it's sponsor called, for this uh, uh, our sponsor for this episode is a new sponsor for us. It's Bea B E E Y A, where you can create a free account to both find employees or find a job. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. So, yeah, happy New right Year, on. Shannon. Hey, happy new year to you as well. See, it's a new year. I've forgotten to mute everything when we start, but now we're good. good. (laughs) We're all, we're all set. So you had a great new year's. Yeah. I actually worked on new year's Eve. I, I, uh, you know, I'm a drummer. So we did a, I actually worked on Christmas day this year too. We played midnight performances on new year's Eve and Christmas day of the Rocky horror show, which was, uh, which was interesting, especially on new year's Eve. People were, uh, yeah. Well lubricated for that. As sure, you might, as course. you might imagine, yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, well, work is good. We uh, we love our work, so it's we always do. good to be doing it. So. It is, yeah, it's true. That's that's, that's very true. cool. So, what are we uh, what are we chatting about today, Dave? We, I got a question actually from uh, listener James, who's a listener of both this show and my Mac Geek Gab podcast. And James is a consultant, and he said uh, he said he well he's about to be a consultant. And, uh, okay. and so he said, uh, he, he wrote and said, I'm hoping to move into doing my own thing and support consultancy is something I've long considered. I'm a fairly experienced Mac user, uh, which is why he wrote into Mac Keycab, who knows my way around a lot of the common issues. I'd like to say I'm red hot on good network setups. My question, he says, is what sort of steps did you go through to make sure that you're doing everything right and that you can inspire confidence in your clients? Uh, it, it, do you vet potential clients before you take them on? So, you know, as we always do here, I kind of saw this question and thought, man, what a great topic for a show because yep. it, this is like, there's so many people that do this and, you know, the start of the new year, uh, this is not, uh, not rare for something like this to happen. That's right. Yep. Well, and, and it's such a great bridge to, uh, you know, maybe you have a, a, a main, uh, job and uh, you want to go out on your own, but you, you want to do things on the side to get started and yep. this can lead into that. So it's yep. awesome. Yeah. Consult. And Very you know, cool. the nice part about consulting is it, it certainly can be a, uh, you know, very low or almost no cost to entry business. Um, I don't want to say zero cost to entry, but, but certainly very low because chances are you're leveraging a skill set that you already have. Uh, right. And, and so you don't have to learn. You're just taking the value that already is inside you and and marketing that. And and that's where things start to get interesting. You, um, it, you know, I have I have all kinds of advice for for James, but I, I'm going to kind of prioritize not necessarily the, the steps that you would normally take, but the things that matter most. And to me, the first thing to figure out is to make sure clients there is a way for clients to pay you 
at the time services are rendered. They, I can't stress this enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it we've is discussed the, this here. Yeah, <laughs> we have. Before, yeah. Right. It, yeah. But it's the Number difference between success and failure is just figuring out how to do this. And, you know, these days it's actually pretty easy. Uh, you know, you don't have to figure out. It used to just be cash or checks. Right. And by the way, always take cash if people offer it. Right. There's very few scenarios where cash is a bad thing. Right. Um, you know, it's not going to bounce. So, uh, but, you know, checks, uh, you know, for the most part, we'll talk about vetting clients uh, and, and, you know, checks certainly are part of that. But uh, but checks are OK to take. But you really want to be able to take credit cards. And thankfully, these days, it's super easy to get that set up. You can do it with a number of things, right? You can do it with PayPal if you want. Square and Stripe both make it really easy. You can get. Uh, for free from them, you can get the uh, the the swiper for your phone. I think you can pay about thirty or forty bucks, and I highly recommend you do to get the chip reader for your phone, so that you've got you know you can just take everything and it like there's no weirdness and it just works. So yep. that to me that's that that's the that's the most important thing is figuring out if you're going to be in business, you need to be able to have money coming in, and so 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 do that. But but at yeah, the same and the other, okay go ahead oh good well I was just going to add uh, the other great thing about getting set up with these services is most of them uh, if not all offer uh, a subscription type of billing to where you know perhaps you need to be on a call or you know you want to go to some kind of service contract model which is mm. awesome to have that income every month and you know you can set that subscription billing up automatically with your credit card where you know on the first of every month if you're you know billing somebody whatever uh, it'll it'll just hit their card for your for your services which is great well oh, that's yeah I didn't even think about that that's right yeah that yeah. changes that changes everything the the other part uh, you know, kind of part B to that is having a way to give your clients an invoice. You don't just want to when you leave two things need you both need to leave something behind with the other. They are leaving payment behind with you. That's a good thing. You want to leave an invoice with them. Uh, you don't want to say, I'll send you an invoice when I get home. Uh, you know, limiting the things you are going to do for the work you've already done when you get home that you want to eliminate as much of that as possible. Because trust me, I know I share the mindset of a consultant. You you go, you do the work, you love the work, right? Especially if this kind of thing, tech support consulting, if you're, if you're predisposed to doing that, you're going to love doing it. Uh, most of the time, you know, sometimes it's going to be a pain, but yeah. uh, it, you know, and then when you when you leave that client, you kind of want to be done with that uh, as much as you can. So don't say you're going to send them an invoice and wait for wait to get paid. You just want to give them the invoice right there. I used to print out uh, blank invoices that I would leave uh, in my you know backpack or bag or you know whatever it was I was bringing around to me with me, and I you know I'd just fill it out by hand. Uh, a lot of times now, you know, with a smartphone, you can take a picture of that and now you've got a record for yourself and you're good to go. Uh, yeah, you, could, you can use things like like I, I know FreshBooks and, and I think even QuickBooks Online will let you do like send invoices via email. You certainly can do that if uh, if your customers are, are savvy enough to to want their invoices that way. But uh, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I think that another thing, and part of my notes today were were follow up stuff, but I'll, I'll just add this here: is when you leave them with you know an invoice or or whatever you're going to do, I think it's uh, important to also 
leave them with some additional info. Like what happens if the problem that you solved comes back? Uh, what is there some tips is, is, you know, is there, is there a handout, if you will, that an info sheet you can leave them with, if you're there solving pro, oh no, Wi-Fi problems, uh, do you have a standard one page here? Here's tips and tricks, you know, when I'm not available, uh, in this kind of thing, which also comes back to your billing. What happens when the problem, if the problem reoccurs again, Are, does the customer understand that if you come back out, you're going to bill them again? Right. I think that's really important that they know that, you know, hey, uh, you fixed my Wi-Fi and then I tweaked this or I did this and now it doesn't work anymore. Or in most cases, hey, it just doesn't work. You fixed it. It's broken again. Are you going to bill when you come back out? Yeah. Really important to, I, I, to make I that clear. I will say, and I know I've said it before on this show, but- one of the most important uh, tactics or, or practices, I guess it's a better, much better term. One of the most important practices I ever learned when I was doing consulting was when you're finished and you are satisfied that everything works, even if the customer is looking over your shoulder, get up, let them sit down at the computer, the iPhone, whatever it is, and let them with your hands off the process, let them test it themselves. Because when that problem recurs, you have a much easier time having that conversation about, well, you know, we both tested it independently before I left. So clearly something must have happened. Let's see if together we can figure out what that was. It it makes that process a whole lot easier to go through and to bill for if the customer has truly tested it themselves. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh All right. Good. Uh, step step two. Are we? Uh, you want to take? You want to take the next one? Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, well, my th- thoughts on consulting, and, and Dave, you certainly have a lot more experience on it than I do. But we we had a consulting, you know, division as part of our company, and mm. go out and uh, one of the, the the thing that really stuck with me is all our or most of the problems that would occur were all related to uh, communication. And effective communication with with the clients uh, that you're that you're working with, and that is, you know, before you do business with them, while you're doing, you know, consulting or solving their problems, and and after all, all critical steps along the way that can help you avoid problems. And you know, in my experience, it was, you know, like well, maybe like everything else, you know, most of the time everything flows smooth and people are happy. But if you don't have this information that you provide to them, you know, before, during and after, it can be very problematic. Uh, and to your point, Dave, hard to solve that. Hey, it didn't work. <laughs> you know, it's not working anymore. Come back out and spend four hours for free. Yeah. Uh, you know, fixing it again since you already charged me. So, you know, before you're you're consulting, you know, what services do you offer? And maybe more importantly, what don't you, what can't you do and do not want to do? So h- how do your customers know that? You know, do they go on your website? Do you have something you provide to them? Um, and in that same realm, why they should choose you, you know, that's where you have your experience, reviews, testimonials, and that, and that kind of thing. And, and then back to billing, you know, what do you charge? And how is it handled? Are you charging by your time? by your pro- project or, or, you know, if, or your, or the results. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and going through the whole thing so they know, you know, 
how does the process work? You know, do you talk with him for free? Is there a free initial consulting, uh, you know, 30 minutes or whatever it is? Do you bill for every single minute? Uh, are you going to be able to bill while you're researching how to solve a problem? Because certainly you're not going to know how to solve every uh, every single problem that, that's out there. Right. Um, so your customer needs to understand that before you agree to go do the work, because that, I think, eliminates uh, a significant you know, amount of uh, confusion, if you will. Yeah. In, in, in the, in the process. For sure. And, and I will, yeah. I will add to that and say, don't be afraid to talk money early on in the process. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep. think about it. If you're calling a plumber, the first thing you want to know is God, what's this going to cost me? In fact, what you've probably yep. said when you see whatever the, you know leak is happening is oh, this is going to cost me a fortune, right? You're <laughs> already right. thinking about it. So if these people have contacted you to have you fix their computer, it's literally the same thing. They've already gotten frustrated. They can't fix it themselves. They now in their head, they're like, okay, I give up. They're waving the white flag. They know it's going to cost money. Here's the thing. It's going to be way weirder for you to talk money than it is them, right? And as soon as you understand that they are going to be very comfortable talking money because that's what they have in mind to begin with, then it's not going to be awkward for you to talk money at all. So be very comfortable right up front and just say, oh, hey, I'm happy to help. You know, maybe talk through the problem a little bit if they call you on the phone or however they contact you and then say, yeah, I'd be happy to come out. The way I work is I charge 150 bucks an hour. I have a one hour minimum, but I don't charge for travel time in whatever area you're in, you know, and figure that out ahead of time so that you can speak comfortably, confidently and without stumbling over your words. Don't apologize for your rates. Uh, You know, I I was always the most expensive consultant around. And I used to tell people I I have to charge this much because I work really quickly. And, you know, and so if I if I don't charge this much, I won't make enough money to keep doing this. And and eventually, like most of my customers are like, oh, yeah, like I love having you because you really you like you get in and you just do the work. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And yeah. and that's like, you know, to James point about vet, vetting your customer, that that's kind of another way you're you're vetting the customer because you want the customer that is like, oh, I'm happy to pay you that. <laughs> you know, you're the guy uh, and you don't want the guy that says, well, my nephew could come over and fix it for free, but he's not available. Uh, so could you come? Yeah. You know, uh, you, you need to think and that's when you're vetting that and having that first conversation, if the customer is, you know, already not happy paying what your rates are, I would argue that that's probably not the customer for you. (laughs) That's right. But you can create that customer by apologizing for your rates up front or, or, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like you, at at some level you get to decide how that interaction happens if you're confident about it and you just say like yeah my rate's 150 an hour and i do this yep. and and don't do what i just did where you 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 know you speed up when you say the rate make it clear be confident about it it's fine it it's your rate and if you're not comfortable right. with it then rethink what you've done i i want to put a link in the and i will put a link in the notes but uh Lori duncan is a she's actually a Mac consultant, so she's a great person for James in particular to model. But her she calls herself Mac Samurai. She uh, runs all over uh, New York City doing this type of stuff. Very very skilled, great person. Her website's 
actually great and probably worth anybody looking to do any kind of consulting to model. But her pricing page is brilliantly done because all of this stuff is right there. It's very, very straightforward. And, it you know, obviously, I'm sure she will tell you this over the phone if you were to call her that way. But if you visit her website, this is what you see. And it's, you know, 150 per hour for on-site service within the five boroughs, 200 outside of that day rates. On-site calls have a one hour minimum, except we're noted. Subsequent billing time is in 30 minute increments. I almost said 15 because that's what I do or used to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. This is really, really, really important. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, you definitely want to take a look at this. And it, it, it I mean, we keep kind of coming back to this billing thing and money thing. But you, especially if you're just getting started out, you're going to find that this is a very common stumbling block and where a lot of uh, great consultants fall down. Fail. Because if you don't uh, fail, do this, yeah. you're not actually in business. You're just helping Correct. people with their computers for free. Yeah. Or, yes. or doing whatever your consulting is, um, yep, you know, yep. the, the next thing I, I and I really think like, obviously, you, you need to figure out how to market to these people. Um, it, 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 you know, build yourself a website. You can do that very, very easily in a variety of ways. Uh, you know, there's Squarespace out there. There's there's Wix. Uh, you know, you can set up a WordPress site. Sure. It depends on how technically savvy and what you want to do. But this stuff is very, very simple. And you want to have that. It will make you look legitimate. And it doesn't – you don't have to spend – you probably don't have to spend any money on hiring someone to build your website for you. You can do a lot of this stuff there. You know, I, I, I like I said, I linked to Lori's page. She's got several pages on her website. You can easily do this with a single-page design where it's not overly complex. You just have something out there where people – you show people what you do, you tell people what you charge, and you give people a way to contact you. That's it. Then you got to figure yep. out – where to where to market right which uh, you know like i um google local ads from what i hear from other consultants that are you know actively doing this now that's a huge one uh because people will search on google for yeah sure you, you know for their things yelp is another uh make sure you have a yelp presence so that people can find you and review you and then I think Shannon, you can talk for probably a year about <laughs> about that. Uh, you know about managing. Yeah, it's important, and and, I, and that's right. And I think uh, one of the things like you've done, Dave, is you've branded uh, yourself. You know, Dave the Nerd, and then uh, you know, like Max Samurai. So yeah. that's much much better. Again, you're consulting. There is no barrier to entry. To your point earlier, and that's a good thing. And that can be a challenge because there's lots of you know Bob the computer dude. I know you know, floating around out there, but you want to be above that. So you want to have, you know, a branded name, whether it's got your name in it, like Dave, the nerd or Max Samurai, something in it, an entity to where, you know, when people are searching, it's going to come right up and, uh, you know, you've got your Yelp reviews. Yelp is, you know, I have a love hate relationship with them, but the one thing they are very, very good at is search engine optimization to get your name and ranking and reviews up there at the top of the search uh, search list. And that'll help you tremendously. Yeah. Definitely want to do that. Yep. For sure. Um, yep. I, you know, I want to talk, I have some more thoughts uh, about this, which is going to come as no great surprise, but, uh, but I do want to spend a minute uh, or two and talk about Bia, our first sponsor. 
B, uh, like I said, they're a new sponsor here for the show uh, at B-E-E-Y-A.com. They are a job matching website that takes the hunt out of job hunting because they've built an algorithm and they've actually spent a lot of time building this algorithm uh, to match employees with employers based on each party's specific requirements. And it's not just that you, you know, you go to a, a, you know, some of these job sites, you go there and you say, I want to work in this field. And an employer says, okay, I want to find somebody that works in this field. And then they match you up. No, no. This looks for the specific requirements of the employer and the specific skills of the employee. And the algorithm kind of is like your high school guidance counselor, only like, you know, way knowledgeable about everything. And they'll take your skill set and say, you know, have you ever thought about doing this? Because there's somebody looking for work and this matches what you say you do, even though you never would have gone and applied for that job. Uh and so they've, they've, like I said, they've spent a lot of time, a lot of money. They are a very well-funded company. And one of the benefits of being a very well-funded company is they can offer this for free to you as an employee, to you as an employer. And they, they did a great investment round and they, they've got their stuff together. They've got a good foundation. They're able to do this. So take advantage of it while it exists. B-E-E-Y-A dot com is where you're going to go to create your account and it's free. So you have nothing to lose. Very, very cool stuff. We got to talk to the, uh, in fact, we might bring her on the show. We got to talk to the CEO and founder of, of B there. She she was great. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And unlike other job sites, you know, you don't have to have a hundred percent match. It'll connect you. If there's an 80% match, like I said, this algorithms, you know, it's smart enough to know that, yeah, you know, there's probably a fit here. Let's, let's take a look. It's, it's uh, it continues to match after you join. Right. So it's constantly uh, taking your profile and applying it to all the things that are out there, not just the things that are there when you join. And it's for businesses of all sizes. Very, very cool. So, again, visit B-E-E-Y-A.com, com today to create your account. And it's free. You got nothing to lose. Our thanks to Bia for sponsoring the episode. That's awesome. Yeah, because, you know, you're going to start your consulting business and eventually you'll have to hire some employees, right? Yeah, so that's a great, right. Great place to start. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Very or cool. if you need a gig while you're getting your consulting business going, you know, this is also the, the way to do it. So, yeah, it's cool stuff. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, the next kind of the next thing that I wanted to talk about, Shannon, was cert- cert- certifications. Now, this is very specific to the the tech consulting thing. I look at certifications as marketing value. They can be a great thing from that standpoint. But unless you need them for marketing value, I would not prioritize going out and getting certs before you start consulting. Now, you might have stuff, extra stuff that you want to learn. If in the process of learning that you wind up taking a class that gets you a certification, by all means, put that certification on your website and anywhere else it makes sense. But I wouldn't hamstring yourself by saying, well, I can't do consulting because I don't have those certs. It doesn't, you know, your skills are what are going to, what's going to bring the money in. Um, 
and and just focus on that. I wouldn't go crazy about the certs. What do you think yeah, about I, that, I, Shannon? Yeah. Well, I, I agree. I mean, you know, we had uh, Apple certified technicians, but again, it was so we could put that inf- uh, info up on our website, right? And it made people feel good and this kind of thing. That hey, even though we uh, excuse me knew, I mean, our techs, their real world experience was incredibly uh, far beyond the basic technical skills that an Apple certified technician needs to have. Right. Uh, it is still to the, to the uneducated, you know, consumer, they look at that and go, Oh, that's cool. You've actually done something, but your, your point about not letting anything get in the way of you starting is, is the critical, I think, uh, factor, you know, you, you just want to get out there and start. And along the way, as you pick up things and put them in your hat as marketing feathers, if you will, that's awesome. But, but nothing should stop you. Yeah. You know, we've, uh, you know, we always ask people as, as listeners know, uh, what's the, your favorite mistake. And if I, if, if there is one that seems to be a common thread with people and it's, I wish I had started sooner, like that's the constant yeah. thing. It's just like, oh, I don't know why I waited so long to do this. And of course, we do know why we wait so long. There's fear. There's, you know, I mean, all of that stuff, right? But sure. yeah, don't let the certs fuel that and justify that fear or that procrastination. Just get going. And and you'll find out very quickly if you actually need those certs. You probably don't. Now, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're gonna consult by being a CPA or an attorney well, or a doctor. Yes, yes, that's right. That's a that's little right. bit different than than some of this other stuff. But yeah, yeah. Otherwise, just get that's wrong. great. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so can we jump back to my uh, uh, communication? I've got a couple of more things I want to hit before we uh, yeah, wind man. down here. And 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 so we talked about before doing business and communicating with the customer. And I think equally important um, is during uh, the services that you're offering. So during the, con- the consultation, it, it, having the customer be or being clear and concise with the customer on what you will achieve, what problem or service are you really there to perform? Be specific. Yep. You know, if you're a tech consultant and you're there to fix the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi connectivity, that's what you're going to do. And you're, and then you're done. If while you're there, they want you to look at, you know, their Photoshop or their monitor doesn't work or oh, also doesn't print. You can add those things on, but like any contractor, building contractor will tell you, you need to be clear that, Hey, we're adding these things on and it's going to be an extra cost. Right. Um, uh, you know, the same if you're, if you're doing uh, project work, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get 5,000 new Instagram followers for you. Great. That's the project. Here's what you're going to charge. And you know, we both agree that this is when the job is done is when I fix that problem. Yep. Um, you know, and, and these are just, you know, clear, concise benchmarks, how, you know, we're, we're moving towards this. If it's uh you're doing the service, hey, I'm going to get your 5,000 followers or whatever. I'm going to do it this many per week over this time. Um, it really very, very clear. So you can show that you achieved what the client is paying you for. Right. Cause if it's, if it's vague and you're just kind of coming over, you're going to fix their problem, you know, uh, this generic stuff, it can, can cause you problems. Totally. Totally. I, yeah, I have a couple of I, I kind of want to dig into a couple of the things you said. The, the first yeah. is is just generally uh, communicating during the consultation. It, it, that can be the difference between getting paid and not getting paid, especially when the problem is unsolvable, um, because 
if you go in and and again, you know, we're we're kind of focusing on on the type of business that James wants to do here, but there's a lot of you out there that that are interested in this kind of thing. So if you tell the customer or the customer is led to believe that they are paying only for resolution, whatever that means, you, you, you're going to run into problems because there are going to be things where you get in, you start digging in, you go deeper and deeper and you finally realize, oh, whoa, now that we know the cause of this, well, this isn't solvable. You either need a new computer or you need a new car or you need it right. I mean, it, they, you have to make sure that they understand what it is they're paying for. Now, in some businesses, you are going to charge just for the solution or just for a specific thing. That's fine. Make sure you're both aware of that. But if you're charging for your time, uh, you really need to, I found, communicating with the customer all the way through the process, explaining what you're doing, what you're doing next and why. And if you get to a point where you're like, well, I could do A next or I could do B next, talk that out with the customer. They might not understand all the technical details or whatever, but, you know, and this is true of the, the computer repair. This is true of an auto mechanic. Like, you know, we're, we're troubleshooting here. There is no magic answer that presents itself because if it did, we already would have done that. But now we're in the troubleshooting phase. So we could do A, we could do B. Here's what A, what kind of time A will take and what, you know, kind of cost that would be. Here's B, what kind of cost that would be and decide together so that as you're marching down, you're you're having this ongoing conversation with the customer, with the customer, as opposed to getting to the end and then trying to encapsulate it all. You'll never get there. Um, yeah, so you're you're having just so, so I'm clear on it. While you're working or as you show yeah. up to do the job, uh, I mean, because that it's a very difficult thing if you're there to fix a, you know, oh, I can't connect. Let's using my Wi-Fi example, sure. I can't connect to Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, and with my iPad or whatever it is, and you're working on it, I, I would agree that that's critically important because if you can't fix it, it's not just like, well, you didn't fix it, so I'm not going to pay you. Uh, you know, are you having that conversation, you know, before you start working or during or both? It's it's all all of the above. Yeah, it's okay. just constant. Um, and I've had customers say, look, I don't want to hear about it. And and at that point, I'll tell them, OK, that look, that's fine. There's two reasons that I talk to you about this. Number one is I find that sometimes just me trying to explain it to you helps frame it better in my mind. And I get you a solution that I wouldn't have otherwise stumbled on because it forces me to think about it as opposed to just sort of reacting and plowing through. Uh, mm. So that, that and that's very true. In fact, sure. Certainly. Makes for, sense. Yeah. For me, but I, it's not just me. It's everybody, um, you know, because otherwise you get you get tunnel vision sometimes and you just. Well, you're like pulling tidbits of information out of the customer as well. Right. Yes. That, that could help you. Oh, I didn't yeah. know you were doing it this way. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you uh, don't want to wait till the end to get that. No, you don't. In fact, it's often best for along those lines. It's often best to have the customer show you the problem, because sometimes the problem is in the way they go about doing things, not what they're trying to do in the end. Sure. Um, so watching that path and being aware of it can be very, very enlightening. But the other and, and, reason. And, and, yeah, you know, how, how about. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say. I'm, the, I'm curious to this as well. The, the, <laughs> so I have a good question. The, the second part of it is I tell the customer, look, not only does it help me solve the problem, but it helps you understand the value that I am bringing 
to solving this problem because we might not get to the the solution you want. My goal is to get to the solution you want, but there's no guarantees because we don't know what the problem is yet. So I like to make sure you understand what we're doing so that when we do get to a point where a decision has to be made, you are informed. And sometimes I've had people say, yeah, well, I'm too busy for that. Okay, that that's fine. And then, tried. yeah, I tried. Right. I'm not going to be a jerk about it. But yeah. 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 So what and are question? you focused? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My question is like, then are, are you focused like how long it takes and all the hours that you spend there? I mean, you know, versus your billing, if you, you know, I've always struggled with, oh, wow, man, that, this guy spent six hours on yeah. site and now he's telling me, oh, I can only bill for four, you know, this kind of thing. How, how do you handle that? Yeah. You know, I am, as I said before, abundantly clear about my hourly rate up front and the fact that I do charge for, you know, all the time that I spend there and how that works. So when I when I'm on site and certainly if we get to a point where it's like we need to decide A or B, uh, you know, I'll say like, it, you know, it used to be and this is in the old days, but it used to be you'd get to a point, especially with Windows computers, where it was like, look, we've been trying to find this needle in the haystack for the last hour. Right. So we're at an hour now and I'm always aware of this in, in my head. Uh, I don't communicate it all the time, but I'm always aware of how much time I've spent there and, of course, what that's costing this person that's going to pay me eventually. And so if I feel like I've spun my wheels enough, I've got to stop and, you know, just be the responsible consultant and say, OK, look, we've spent an hour on this. We've I've tried the things that seem most obvious to me and we haven't been able to fix it with those. I can keep spinning my wheels and it's possible that in five minutes I'm going to stumble on the thing that is the problem. And then we're out of here. We're done. But it's also possible that we could go another five hours and we're not going to find that thing. So plan B would be let's start down a different path and, you know, wipe your computer clean and reinstall the operating system, restore it from a backup and see if we can get things resolved there, because that's a much more, you know, it depends on the problem. But a lot of times, you know, you can be pretty certain that that's going to go ahead and solve the problem, right. even though it's going to take whatever time that's going to take. And, and and you have to give the customer the estimate of, OK, here's what I think it'll it'll take to do that. So we've got, you know, sort of a defined period of time that's maybe longer than you wanted to spend or a undefined period of time that is sort of nebulous. And I always, you know, it's good to have that conversation. It's never a fun conversation. But if you've been doing your job up until that point, telling the customer what you're doing, proving your value to them, by the time you get there, they trust you, which they should. You're not right. there to screw sure. them, right? You know, right, but, of course. But you can't do that when you walk in the door fresh with somebody new. You, you have to d demonstrate some value first. And Again, figuring out how to demonstrate that value without bringing a solution to the customer is the difference between successful and unsuccessful consultants. And and so it's that talking process of just, you know, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I think. And it can be really helpful. But but I don't, great. I, you know, a, a kind of along that same line, I don't obsess over the hours in terms of my communication with the customer. Like if I'm, if I say like if in your example, okay, we, you know, we're getting the Wi-Fi fixed and they, and we're like, you know, we're at the end of that. Let's say we've got the Wi-Fi working and they say, you know, while you're here, I'd like to have you look at the printer. I would never say to the customer, you know, that's going to cost you more because we right. haven't stopped the clock yet. Like to sure. me, that's assumed. 
If you think you're only paying for the hour and 15 minutes I spent on your Wi-Fi and the next 30 minutes that we spent on the printer is not billable because we didn't talk about that when you called me on the phone. Like th- to me that there's a there's an a tacit agreement that that and it, actually it's less it's it's an explicit agreement that you're paying me for the 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 hours that I spend. It doesn't quite matter what we're doing as long as we both agree I should be doing these things, you know. Yes, that's and, right. Yeah. 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 And so I like in those things, I, I don't say, you know, that's going to cost you more because that's just foolish business. <laughs> frankly, That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. cool. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So for me, I, I have a couple more comments left about, you know, what happens after you do the work. Um, yes. And and I think that, you know, one of the hardest things to do is follow up um, either with even when you're selling a product. Right. It's always like, hey, how's it working? Do you like it? Well, if you're doing your service, you know, are things still working OK? Are you happy with the results? Because when most people are not happy you, you just won't hear from them again ever and they will not use your services again. Right. And you, you don't want that. Obviously if they're not happy, you want to solve that problem. Even if that means despite what, you know, Dave and I've been telling you billing for all your time, you may have to go back out there and you yeah. know, make somebody happy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, that's to, certainly that, gonna happen. to that point I have, it, it, it was not, it certainly wasn't uh, happening at every appointment, but if I did 10 appointments, there might be one out of every 10 where I spent three hours, but only billed for two and a half. It, right. you know, if I felt and again, it, you know, this is where you get into the confidence of, of your own abilities. It, it, you are like this, especially with something where you're troubleshooting. There are going to be things that you do that in the end have no value, but right. they were part of the process of getting you there. And and it's okay to bill for your expertise. And the way I always looked at it was, what would I do if this were my computer? Now, that's only when troubleshooting. When setting something up new, it doesn't matter what I want. It's what the customer wants. But in terms of troubleshooting, is this what I would have done if it were my computer or, or my car or you know, whatever it is? And if the answer was, yeah, then I, I, I wouldn't feel bad and I would charge for all the time. But sometimes, you know, something would happen and be like, okay, yeah, you know what? I spent 30 minutes kind of doing my own thing on this. I, I'm, I'm not going to bill you for that. Or sometimes it was a really good customer and maybe it was my 10th trip out there. So it's like, right. you know, you've been a great customer to me. We spent a lot of time today. If this were anybody else, and this is a great phrase to use, if this were anybody else, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I just give you a bill for all for the for all the time I spent. But you've been a good customer. I'm going to cut today's bill in half. I know you've been through a lot, you know, that kind it's of great. thing. And that, that can yep. be great customer service. Yeah. 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 And, and that's how you get referrals, uh, yes. you know, from those customers. And that's how you get to ask that question. Well, you know, what's the next project that we're working on? So right. that's all good follow up with the customers. And uh, uh, we'd certainly like to hear your stories about what's worked uh, in your consulting business. And you, know, you can let us know uh, feedback at businessshow.co or in the small business support group at businessshow.co slash Facebook. That's right. Businessshow.co slash Facebook, folks. Good stuff. I love this stuff, man. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's good. I want to thank Bea, B-E-E-Y-A dot com. Remember to head over there and create your free account today. That way you can both find a job or find somebody to do a job for you. It's great. Great. Great stuff. Always be following up, folks. That's the key. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Take it easy.